0: There's a lot of different uh, aspects of it, and we're going to talk about that this morning and then give some opportunity for you to try it out if you haven't before, uh, but also uh, just to um, engage in that uh, together. So, my hope for you uh, as you get into this is that you're going to hear from God today. Like, that, it has been every time I sit down if i wait though know, not every time i bring my journal out but every time i take the time you know god is faithful to speak you know it might be a, a new thought a new impression a new direction uh, a new insight into his word um, i might pray something i've never prayed before that i love journaling so uh without further ado let's pray And and then we'll get into it a little bit deeper. Uh, moving and shaking of some of the norms. So uh, we haven't had a worship team the last couple of weeks. Um, We're just trying new things, uh, shifting things up. So uh, this is my first journal, 1996 through January of 1998. Uh, I, I love having this. I've been journaling ever since. Um, and, and one thing that I love looking back at my younger self is, is all the variety that I find in these things. So uh, I started off simply bringing a notepad, a uh, spiral notebook like this, to church. I'd go to youth group, I'd get on my bicycle, and I'd ride to Wednesday night service uh, by myself and uh, sit through the youth group. And the youth pastor always encourages us to bring something and take notes. If God's going to speak, then write it down. You know, this is good stuff. You need to hear from God, so write this stuff down. And so uh, in my early pages here, there's these doodles you can see. Uh, There's Moses on the mountain. Uh, And and then I've got, uh, I I drew a bunny rabbit. I have no idea what that's about. (laughs) Um, And then some word art, you know, faith. And then apparently uh, this month, even June 5th of 1996, we had a guest speaker talking about evolution. So I have my notes from, from that topic. Uh, and I can just go through, uh, oh, some here, an illustrated sermon. Position yourself. I got a football player here, uh, 777, in the behind the, the airstream of the football flying through the air. Um, so it uh, started off with just this conglomerate of, I'm sitting, I'm listening to the preaching, and whatever's coming to mind, I'm writing down. You know, I'm drawing pictures, I'm writing verses, um, and it just started off, uh, uh, and here, this is one of my favorite doodle pages, Um, just a bunch of little sketches. Um, I got a Christian fish here with a a hook, and it says, get hooked, and I, I remember looking at that again. I was sure I was going to make a million dollars with a Christian t-shirt design that was get hooked and the hook was the J of Jesus and then the air bubbles going up were E-S-U-S and then the Christian fish and I was like oh man I'm gonna I never never had the shirt made so that's, that's why I'm still working every day No, uh, but you know it, it's so fun to be able to go back and remember the things that God was speaking at a particular moment in time Uh, So I want to know who who I'm talking to here. So if you have never written in a journal before, could you raise your hand? Just never even jotted a, a thought down. Okay, so we'll just say that all of us are at a baseline. We've tried it at least once. Everybody in here has done something. Now let's go to the other end of the extreme and say that you pick up a journal at least once a week. Anybody? My hand's up. Um, pick it up. Yeah, just pick it up. I'm just saying pick it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, we got a few more. Awesome. Yes, there's a few of us that are picking up a journal. Now, I want to encourage you with that. That's, I was talking with a friend yesterday, and we were talking about this, and he says, you know, I've been impressed with how you do show up with a journal all the time, and I was talking with one of our network leaders a few years ago, and he was speaking on journaling, And he said, a lot of times, when he decided, "I'm going to start this discipline of writing in a journal every day," is what uh, one of our leaders had decided. And he said, a lot of days was just the date. It was the only entry. He picked it up, he wrote the date. I'm just not feeling it, and that was it. But he was training himself in preparation, and and then things grew from there. So. Uh, so we all have a little bit different experience with this. Uh, I got an opportunity to take a class on spiritual disciplines uh, when I was back in college. And my professor, um, an amazing man, he brought in his a stack of journals. Um, I forgot to grab one because I actually ended up buying one that looked like his. And I called it my big boy journal. Because it was a full-size, full-size pages, you know, thick volume. It looked like a a series of encyclopedias. His stack was just impressive. Uh, And he talked about the various things that he would use it for. Um, I have just a a smattering of some of mine, uh, my more recent journals here on the table in front of us here. Um, But one thing that I learned from him and I started doing was that he he used his journals like a scrapbook, so I have a thank you note in this particular one you can see, um, and it was significant, and so I taped it into the journal. Um, there's been times, uh, here I've got another note, I think that's from my grandma. Let me go back. Oh no, this, uh, this one's from my sister, I was uh, and just her her praying something over me and gave me this note and so I taped it in um, and I never thought of that before so I started off of this okay so I'm going to take a notebook and I'm taking sermon notes and, and that worked great but one thing that my professor said is the more you use a journal the more uh, significant it will become in your life so the more things you use it for the more you'll use it that makes sense right And so he he showed in his, he had uh, pictures from his grandkids that they'd drawn for him. You know, stuff that would maybe go on the fridge and then you're not sure what to do with it. He would tape them into his journal. And and then he would pray for his grandkids and write his prayers next to that picture. Um, And just thinking about some of these unique ways that we can engage our souls with life as it is in the moment. What I love about a journal and, and, this, and the concept of spiritual journaling is that you're capturing moments in time when heaven touches earth, when God speaks to you in that moment. And so I can go back in each of these, and, and I have these in you know, so many different varieties. I, I've tried different sizes. I actually really like the, this is for page sizes. The A1, I think, is the page size. I like this because it's easier to fit in a backpack uh, as well as carry with your Bible and things. But I can go back and tell you, um, I, didn't, I don't have this one with me, but uh, when Michelle and I met in high school, I can tell you my first impression of her because I wrote it in my journal. How crazy is that? I had no idea I was going to marry her someday. But heaven touched earth in that moment. And, and, and I have these impressions. Uh, the other thing I think about is that these are like those mile markers. That there's these moments where you can go back and you can reflect and you go, wow, look at how many miles we've traveled. It also can serve as a map. That, man, I'm not sure what God's doing. And I'm writing my prayers. I'm writing my thoughts of uh you know, God, what what's next for our church? What's next in my family? What are some of the things we're struggling with? And then when I go and I reread, which I try and do on a fairly consistent basis, several times a year, I'll pick up old journals and reread them. and And it serves as a map. I can see where God's been taking me. And you start to connect dots. It's like, oh, I was praying about this. And, and then there was this impression here that kind of steered me a little bit different direction. And then, then I was considering that it was maybe this direction or that direction that God was leading our family. And, and I, I went this way and, and that worked out. And so you can start to track, this is where God's been leading. Me. Wow. Which then, what that does for you is it gives you a confidence to be where you are And then to take that next step of faith, because I can tell you for certain, God called me here. You know, I can go back and I can reread when I doubt, like, man, am I supposed to be a pastor? I can get, it's a tattered, that particular volume of my journal is this tattered, giant spiral notebook. I hate those. I I don't like those anymore. You know, so... So this tight spiral, that works okay. The ones that are really big, they get caught on stuff. I don't like them. So this one, is that spiral is about as big as I like. But, uh, but that particular one, I can go and say, okay, yeah, this particular month in the year 2000, I had this summer camp, at Silver Lake Bible Camp, I was at the altar, and I was asking God on my face, what do you want from my life? And he said, shh. Don't worry, I'll take you there. And then I wrote the very next day that I was in the same place, at the same altar praying the same thing, and God told me, you're going to be a preacher. Then I can go back to December of 2013, and I can read that journal and tell you exactly the thoughts and impressions, the conversations that Michelle and I had on dinner dates. And I feel like we're going to move. I feel God is telling us we're going to move. And then I can, between December of 2013 and uh, would have been March, April of 14, um, the, the prayer and I, the impressions, God, where is it? I feel like we're going to be in a rural setting. I feel like it's going to be a smaller congregation. I feel like it's going to be surrounded by farmland. I'd not been here. Enterprise was not a place that I had interviewed at or sent an application to but i had five specific impressions that post interview and driving home those came back to mind and so by taking the time to catalog these significant moments where like ah, i'm just not quite sure then you can look back and go yes i was hearing god I know that God has called me to this place at this time. So as awkward as it might be to start, knowing that this is something that will serve to, to lead me, to guide me, to, um, I have found also that when I'm writing, that my, my thoughts become concrete. Because I have to write it down. i got to write something, you know? And so this, like, I'm not quite sure. How do I... And, and I just kind of start talking on the paper. And and suddenly, what it, it's almost like your, your emotions are the fog. And as you begin to write, and maybe you're writing your prayers, maybe you're just writing out a scripture verse, the fog starts to clear, and you get to see something a little more clearly. So those are some of the things that I've done in... Um, in the emotional side so I want to re- highlight a few points I have found that there's one layer of journaling is simply taking notes about life just what happened and I'm recording facts right um, it, it's like a work log you know went to this address installed these parts then it went to this address did this part and then you can say look I work today And that could be beneficial even in a spiritual journal. Then you start to you move from just recording facts to starting to record your feelings about those things. So I went to this job I put these parts in this is what went wrong that would still be the fact. Then you go this is how I felt about it. So frustrated that At the end of the job, I broke the last part and I had to start over and, you know, and I feel like a failure and I feel like or or on the positive side, you know, instead of just had a great day with the grandkids of I saw this in them. I feel this toward them, you know, and so we start to we move from facts to recording the feelings and the emotions And a a journal can become a way that you are processing the events of your life. And when we process them, they become more meaningful. And the the significance and the purpose that God can be building under it suddenly takes shape. So thoughts, feelings, and then I think we can move to recording faith. Uh, So this would be the idea of I'm going to write about, um, vision, dreams, um, impressions from God. I, I, I don't, I'm just trying to figure out what's God saying. Um, and so we have these different categories that I think go into a spiritual journal. So now what do you actually, where do you start? What are some of the things you can actually write? Um. One discipline would be simply to start by copying Bible verses into your journal. Now, why would you want to do that? Um, when I slow down and I r- look at a verse, just randomly opening, let's. Uh, I open to Jeremiah, so we'll just look at Jeremiah 21. Sorry, right, we'll go to 29. So I, I, I've, let's say I've opened my Bible, I'm, I'm reading through Jeremiah, I'm in Jeremiah 29, I get down to verse 11, which is you know, super popular, and I decide I'm going to write this verse out. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So in your journal right now, you can write that heading, Jeremiah 29:11. Go ahead. In the top of your, your paper there, uh, or whatever journal you have. Does anybody need a journal? Anybody not have one with you today? Yeah, I see one. He didn't raise his hand. You got one? Okay, grab it. Okay, so we're writing Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven as a heading. Now, We're going to take a moment here in just just a second, and I want you to copy this verse into your journal and pay attention to the actual words as you're writing them. So what's going to happen is as we slow ourselves down, I have to now take the time to write it. Like, huh, for I know the plans. This is God speaking. God knows the plans he has for me. And and it just gives you a way to kind of, especially in verses that are really familiar to me, I have found that if I'm going to write them out longhand, it slows me down. Uh, Now, you might have a phony journal on your phone. And that's okay, too. I will caution us, though, that um, I was talking to my brother-in-law this month And his phone completely crashed because the charge port went out and he had notes and letters to people and really important stuff that he's not sure he's going to be able to get back. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Also, as far as uh, when studies about um, how we learn, um, taking the time to actually write it, if you are physically able to, um, you will remember things better than if you type them. It, it's a cognitive thing. I don't, I'm not a scientist. That's just what I've read and been told. So uh, I will, I'll give that as a, a caveat. So let's take this time uh, right now uh, and copy out that verse 11. And then we're going to take some comments. And, and pay attention so that you can share if anything interesting happened while you're doing that and I'm going to do it with you so here we go Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 I just noticed something that I'm doing. um, As I'm writing, those particular words that stand out, I'm writing differently. So I'm either underlining them or I'm circling them. Uh, I I went ahead and wrote LORD in all caps. Um, We talked a while back that when you see that in your Bible, that is uh, the Yahweh um, Lord uh, word from Hebrew. and so, just as you're writing you can that's one thing that's fun about it is you can catch certain words and go, "Oh no, that is an important point that's what I want to stand out that's what I need to focus on and uh tagging on to what my wife just shared about standing at the the gold mine, and I don't know what's in here yet, but i there there's something beyond this and this this word this verse has stepped out to me, there's been times when I have been rereading my journal, and that that day 's entry, maybe for a week there's only bible verses, and it actually tells me something that this verse leads to this verse leads to this verse, and they 're all over the Bible, but it 's a one message from God that took a, a week or two or three months for me to get the message, but it was that verse stood out, and then this verse stood out, and I can go, Wow, look what God was saying to me was this, and i couldn 't see it at the moment, but now use that gold analogy, the vein has appeared through the word that has stood out. So here, I'm almost done. I'm almost caught up to you here. I like that one. All right, so in your own copying, if you're done, uh, what were words that stood out to you? Thoughts. And God thinks about you. So then, what does that make you feel? Pretty good. So just, and I'm going to, you know, a lot of you, I'm, I'm. I'm not doing this because Pastor John doesn't know how to do this. Um, but just for, because we have, our kids are with us too. So, within what I could journal is not just the, those words, but then I would circle thoughts. And then I would write, wow, God thinks about me. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Then... We're talking about journaling as a, a method of meditation. So now I can just set the pen down and I can sit with that thought. Wow. God thinks about me. Me. He's considering, loving, planning for me. I don't know I, I feel the Lord's presence in that in this moment right now. Wow. So what other words stood out to us?
1: I'm reading out of the NIV and it says I know the plans I have for you. So
0: yeah. But, um, he has a plan for my life. Yeah. I know the plans he and he knows the plans. So, okay, Will, you chimed in. So what does that make you feel? Uh, well, you do get that blessed assurance. That he knows, yeah, he knows. so there's an assurance. And so, you know, you and I are doers, and so sometimes we have to intentionally slow down and consider, well, how am I feeling about that? What does that mean? Why is that important? Okay, well, if he knows the plan, it's okay if I don't know the plan. <laughs> if he knows the plan, well, then maybe it's not my plan. You know, if he knows the and then we kind of, huh. And so, then I'm going to, okay, God, what, what's significant about your plan? And I would write that question. If that's what stood out, okay, why your plans? What are your plans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so glad. Amen. Amen. We do so many times we do, but. Right. Yeah. And we were talking before service started that sometimes the plans don't go as we anticipate because some circumstance happens and you're like, well, now what? What's the plan now? And so I would then take the time after an event like you experienced this last week and go, Okay, this is what happened. God, what's this mean? What's next? Other words that stood out. Well, you said what's the plan now? Yeah, what's the plan now? Yeah. So
1: again, going to the fact that he knows the plan we know.
0: Yeah. Yes, so it highlights when I'm like, what's the plan now? It highlights that I thought I knew the plan, but apparently God has something else in mind. Yeah. Oh, yes. he has his plan. Yeah, his plan. Yeah. Exactly. Which is really ours. Really yeah. <laughs> Isaiah. 55.8. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah 55.8. So his thoughts are different from my thoughts. Now, so then this is what's fun about journaling is then you can then take and go, oh, well, now I'm going to jump over here. And this is, that kind of crosses us over into how we will study the Bible. We'll have a whole uh, time of that together as well of how do we follow the rabbit trail that is really the Holy Spirit's guidance. <laughs> it feels like, why are we over here? Why am I in Jeremiah when I had planned for today that we were going to be only in the Psalms? It'll just happen that way or didn't, right, it wasn't random, because we're writing it down, we're starting to get some other impressions, other thoughts that really stood out, particular words, thoughts of peace, oh sure, Thoughts of peace, not of evil. So then, as, you, as thoughts of peace, you then immediately connected peace to global circumstances and and national present day reality, not peaceful. Now, had we not written anything, would we be suddenly transported to God has peace in mind for Seattle? Would I? Or would I have just read through my Bible verses that day, closed the cover, and away we go? She's ready to preach. She's ready. But, like, honestly, think about that. Because when I open the Word, because I'm a doer, I will default into getting the verses read that I intend to read that day. So then I can check that off the box and I can say, okay, I'm now connected with God, or I've done my duty, or whatever the rationale is, I've done it, now we can move to the next task. I'm very task-oriented, and journaling throws that off in a good way. Yeah and heart, I like it Yeah.
1: so that then I can relax right.
0: and yeah so if you just to parrot that in case you didn't hear so you know is if god speaks in uh am and i'm trying to connect and hear from him in fm and and so by Writing in the journal, it, for me, there is, a, I'm now physically, because I'm also physically wired. So when I'm writing, I'm doing something physically, but then it kind of gets me to bypass my head, and I can hear spiritually what the Holy Spirit is speaking. Okay, so now we're going to try something um, uh, that might be totally unique to you, and if your drawing looks like a shoebox, that's Okay. Um, especially if you're trying to do a stick figure And it looks like a shoebox That's alright um, Now pick one of the thoughts One of the concepts from this verse And sketch something So if you're using a phony journal Then you'll need to move over to like a notepad And use your finger and draw something So it'll look ugly But it's okay Because I can never make anything look the way I want it When I'm drawing with my fingertip um, so now, take this idea and draw something. If if pictures are not going to work for you, then, then make the words pretty. Um, do a word art thing. But pick a word or an, an idea and sketch this consideration. And then we'll talk about it. Do you need some paper? (laughs) This is not a test. This is just stretching us to try some new things. Hmm. Oh, Holy Spirit, speak again. Lord, open our eyes to see you more clearly. He who has ears, let him hear. Lord, tune our spiritual ears to hear you. When I come to my time with the Lord and I have the journal out, I I recognize that I spend more time not writing than writing, most often that there's that, you know, the pen poised over the paper. And I'm, as my wife pointed out, I'm trying to listen spiritually. God, what are you saying? And I'm waiting for that word, that thought. So to prime that, I can write a question. And then I'll wait for a thought of an answer. Uh, I'll, I'll prime that by Okay, I'm writing this verse out. Oh, that word stands out. And then I'm going to stop, and I'm not going to write anything, and just think about it, because the point is not to fill the page, right? The point is that we are being with our Creator. We're being with God. We're we're hearing His thoughts. It, it's uh, what I would hate for anyone to walk away from our conversation and our time together is to feel like this is just one more thing I have to do. It's not another thing for you to do. This is, this is a tool that, for you to be. To be. So while some of you are finishing up your sketches, or you don't have to finish, That's the fun. It's yours. You can do whatever you want. Crumple up, throw it away. But probably, I would say, don't crumple it up and throw it away. Crumple it up and then save it so that you can look back and the Lord can use that later. You You don't have to crumple it up. If you really like it, then, you know, frame it. Put it on the wall. So just looking, I have some word art I tried. I'm trying this. This is, word art is something that's new for me. I've not done it in the past, really. Um... A couple years ago, I got into calligraphy, so I got a dip pen, and, and I had probably a whole year where most of my journaling was trying to do very slow calligraphy. Um, <clears throat> it was a really interesting spiritual exercise, because uh, I couldn't write fast, because <laughs> it looked terrible, and so it really slowed me down. Um, you can even, if you don't want to go to that, I've also purchased um, calligraphy markers, and so it's just a wedge tip marker. And just try and make the words look pretty, just, just because. And it's like, I'm just going to be with God. And huh. and so I had, when I was doing that, I had a lot more scripture copied out, because I didn't know what to say. It, it, when I started to get the hang of it, I was like, this looks too pretty for it to be just my thoughts. I should make this the word of God, because that, that should be pretty. Um, so right now I'm in this season where I'm trying to do word art, and so I have my my thought from just the other day. Uh, looks like it was uh, the 12th, so a couple days ago. Uh, wait upon the Lord. Uh, so I have wait, and then the thought of my my time with the Lord was that that's an anticipation, not just a passage of time. So then I, I wrote anticipate the Lord, and and then. I goofed up when I did Lord in cursive. My letter didn't look right, and so then I added squigglies to the rest of Lord, and so it turned into kind of looking like a vine. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I wrote Psalm 37. I condensed it. So I read through the whole psalm in the Bible. I underlined the words that stood out, and then I wrote them out. So here is my version from my journal this week, Psalm 37, Condensed. Trust, do good, commit your way to the Lord. Trust, rest, wait, wait, wait. The salvation of the Lord comes for the righteous. He is their strength in the time of trouble because they trust in him. So that was just as I was sitting I read the scripture, highlighted some things, like, and then I looked back at what I'd highlighted in the Bible, and I'm like, wait a second, that says something. Like, oh, I, I like that, and, and I felt like the Lord was speaking to me. I need to just, look at that, wait three times. Wait, wait, wait. It's in my verses, that's what I highlighted. So then I wrote it here, And in a month or two, I'm probably going to end up seeing this again and go, yeah, just relax. (laughs) God is coming. He is working. Okay, so we've tried uh, writing a scripture. We've thought about it. We've highlighted, underlined, written some things differently. You've sketched something. What were some of the the pictures? You don't have to show your picture. Um, But what were some of the the sketches that you did? Uh, A comet? Comma. Oh, an asteroid. Okay, yeah, so binoculars looking out at a disaster. Oh, okay, but, so there's, there's no disaster. So you have a, cross, a, a line crossing out what the, the, the telescope, the binoculars are seeing. Disaster's coming, but no, that's not. I like it.
1: I think we look for disaster the Lord.
0: Yeah, so, so true. We do look for disaster instead of looking to the Lord.
1: Peace. Peace.
0: yeah so peace solitude and quiet with the Lord yeah mm. yeah so I love because the word of God is alive and active right and so here we're all reading the same verse and different things different impressions and, and different personalities how you express you know Mary's saying no I didn't really draw anything but this is what I wrote and like, like that's not wrong <laughs> it's, it, it's how you're engaging with the word that's the whole point of this okay somebody from this side how about one of the kids what did one of the kids what did you guys draw you don't have to show it just tell me what you're drawn. So she's got two people who don't believe in Jesus and, and she drew Jesus being bright with a sword in one hand and a Bible in the other. Awesome. Oh, and so then, those, then she drew them kneeling and they're coming to Jesus. That's great. Yeah, I love it. With their hands in prayer, raised over their heads. Awesome. Okay, someone else from this side. drew a path to the future. And the, sunshine the future. The sunshine behind it. I love it. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. It
1: actually, not quite
0: yeah. <laughs> you got somebody in your lap. It's hard, hard with a two-year-old on your lap to draw. Like the the, the eye of the storm, where the tornado is swirling and everything is a disaster around, but there's a light breeze around you. Like a a snow globe, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I feel like for me, that was meaningful
1: because knowing where these verses in
0: Jeremiah
1: Mm -hmm. are coming, it's in the middle of like disaster is upon them.
0: Yeah. It's such a good point that um, where when, if I am going to just open randomly to a place in the Bible and something stands out, then um, I've learned to look, you know, go back a chapter and continue a chapter (laughs) and see what's the context of this, you know, because you can think, well, it certainly doesn't feel like, Lord, that this is exactly, you know, the plan you have. Uh, What do you mean, plans to prosper? And if you back up, look at verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive. Wait, what? (laughs) Whom I have caused to be carried away. Wait, who? So the Lord is saying, to those of you who I have allowed, who I have taken you captive somewhere else, I have peace for you. Well, now it adds a whole new layer of things. Jamin, you had a thought? What's your picture? Okay, up on the mountain. Who is it? Joseph? Okay. Oh, and you got another picture, too? Awesome. Jesus on the cross. Oh, yeah, the nails and chains and where they stabbed him. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Clayton, did you draw something? Got some paper for you to draw on, yeah. Um, A circle? missed the first part you have one half covered in what Um, oh tornadoes on one side of the circle whirlwinds on the other side okay I would love for you to draw that and show me. Okay? okay. All right. You, yeah, Sophia. I it's not from that verse, but so I, hand. I Jesus' hand. Jesus' hand? Ah, drew a picture of you and Jesus' hand, and how he, Jesus always has his hand out for us. That's awesome. So for some of you, this you know, the sketching and everything is like, this is not my deal. Um, one thing that uh, my wife and I, we had a, a friend who um, had been just in some horrific experiences as a child and um, had some Christian counselors that she was visiting with on a consistent basis. And while the counseling was happening, they, they actually had, there were two counselors in the room at a time, and the second one would be drawing something or painting something, and then uh, present her with, this is the, the image for our time together. Um, which then, that kind of sparks some conversation about how we think. And realizing that often, um, you know, the, the word of God talks about that we will have you know, visions and dreams. And, and since our relationship with this friend of ours started, we've started to pay closer attention to the picture in our imagination. Um, and you can s- hear that in the kids. They're, they're trying to describe something, and it's just like John's revelation. There's a vision in his head, and he's trying to write out in words what that vision is. Um, so pay attention to that, too. This is a bit of a side note, but just as we're spending time in the presence of God, you might get a picture of something. Michael, you and I have had these conversations often where we're in prayer, and Michael's like, I just got this picture of, you know, our church with this fence around it. This was many months ago. Um, and, and so then we were talking about, is that fence keeping bad things out? Or is it keeping the good in? Or is it keeping the good out? And we weren't quite sure, but like, okay, so Lord, let's pray through. Lord, lead us. So is this a, a picture from you, and what, how should we respond? So it might be that the Lord's actually giving you vision and, uh, and visions and images of things that have significant meaning. Cedro, um, we've talked about dreams a lot, you know, physical, uh, literal dreams. Those are great things to be writing down because there might be uh, patterns that then the revelation comes over time. So, for those of you who, okay, I, I just need you to tell me what to do. This is This is too... Too loosey-goosey. I'll give you that, too. This is the last thing we're going to do. So, it's an acronym. SOAP. Scripture. Observation. Application. Prayer. So, you can take this verse, or go ahead and pick a new verse, and I would do an S. And you go go ahead and write out scripture if you'd like. Um, And then I'm going to write the reference, and you might even copy the whole thing out. So, I'm just... Personally, I'll just do some do this with Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So I have S and then Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. So the scripture I've already written it out, so I'm not going to recopy it. So then I'm going to do O observation. So write out what are the uh, some of the observations, the things you that you notice. Like uh, as uh, Pastor John shared at the beginning, that God thinks about me. Okay, that was my observation. Then the A is for application. So what am I, how do I apply that? What's that mean? What's, what's the significance? Why is the Holy Spirit wanting me to observe that? And then we would pray about it. So scripture, observation. So go ahead and take a moment and write an observation about either a new verse or this particular one, Jeremiah 29.11. Sometimes I'll put these down, just down the page, the S at the top, a few lines up from the bottom, I'll put the P for prayer, O and A in the middle, and I'll just kind of fill it in like a form. So you can give yourself a few extra spaces. Sometimes also I'll notice that I'll have an observation and then... As I'm doing application, there's more observations, so I often will leave some extra lines, just in case I need to go back and fill stuff in. Then you can move on to writing an application. Application Application and prayer feel similar. Yeah. So, it seems to me that most of the time when I'm writing the application, it's, it will inform the prayer. So that's where the, uh, we're talking about this concept of meditating on the word. It's like, okay, so Lord, what do you, how do you want this to apply? And as those thoughts or as the image formulates, it's like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. And then I'm having the prayers, the conversation with God about what he's revealed. That distinction makes sense? So the first is kind of what I'm hearing from God, and then now we're going to talk to him about it. So I had a whole new new thought on this just now, tagging on to what Pastor John said of the, the Lord thinks. So my observation was, "The Holy Spirit considers me." But the application, actually, the Lord just flipped it on me. He said, "Consider me." <laughs> the Lord says, "I'll consider you, you consider me." Oh, man. If he's got plans, he's got thoughts, he's he's thinking of me. I don't need to think of me. I can think on him. So then my conversation with the Lord, my prayer you know, Lord, I spend a lot of time thinking about me. Lord forgive me for all the ways that I am trying to make my own plans. Lord, it is difficult to let go and just consider you. Cody, does that help at all? Just kind of talking out loud of the difference between what the application versus the prayer point might be. Yeah. Yeah. is taking and expounding out those those next verses that yes i have these plans seek after me so we talked earlier about as as you're meditating on a particular verse and then hey these are the impressions and and like this is interesting cuz here i just said you know my application was consider me you know the lord saying to me that i should consider him rather than myself and now Sandy's like, yeah, and this is what I wrote. And then I look back at the, you know, for, as she's reading her entry, I look back and I go, look at this, verse 12. Then you will call upon me and go to pray to me, and I will listen to you. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Don't worry about your plans. Seek me, you'll find me, and I will I will come to you. I will reveal myself to you. Verse 14, I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will bring you back from your captivity. Now, I would imagine that the the Jews of the day were wondering how they were going to get out of captivity. How do we get back to Jerusalem? The Lord says, don't worry about that. Seek me and I'll bring you out. Yeah. Yeah, so seeking the heart of God rather than how to do the right thing? Ah, seeking the heart rather than the mind and. Right, and I think it, it's good to point out that we don't, our hearts and minds are not isolated from one another, that uh, I was just reading a, a short uh, excerpt from a book on um, various forms of counseling and and psychoanalysis and uh, behavioral modification and these different uh, things like they're each trying to address uh, depression in a particular way. And, and we're whole persons. So the way I think will affect what I do. Uh, how I feel is affected by what I'm thinking. Um, Michelle and I were reading last night um, about the um, interpretation of events and circumstances, when it comes to parenting, if I interpret that the the child is trying to be defiant, then that's going to create a certain emotion which will lead to a certain action, right? If I interpret that as something different, then that interpretation, that thought will lead to a feeling, lead to an action that's different, and so that's why this is this is all it all fits together the spiritual disciplines one of the disciplines we'll talk about is studying the word i have to study i have to apply my mind so that my heart can be engaged and and i can't just have emotion with jesus and not have theology you know and not have deep thinking about the things of god Uh, we'll get we'll get too far out there and, and we'll be chasing feelings and experiences and we can t- and create a God that doesn't exist in the Bible that's that's all about me getting what I want if I'm choosing to chase after feelings or if our we're so locked in our heads that it's all this theology that we, we cease to have the heart of God and we become, become very pharisaical uh, and we miss the love and emotion and we begin to beat others down when they don't Fulfill the right checks and balances in our religious systems. And we miss the heart of God and we lack compassion. So it, this all works together. So, again, to tag into Will saying he loves tools, the journal is a tool that, in my experience, has been one of the most profound ways that my mind and my heart and my actions integrate. And and I am so encouraged at what the Lord wants to do uh, for all of us in that. That um, it doesn't have to look like mine. You don't have to do it the way I've done it or even what we've talked about. Um, You could bullet point everything and it can be hugely significant for you. So I, I don't want us to get locked into I have to do something a certain way. But I do want to encourage us to try things you're uncomfortable with because you might discover a window of your soul open that you didn't know you even had. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you that you are alive and active. Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful that you care enough to let heaven touch earth that you do come to us, that when we seek you, we do find you. You reveal yourself. And Lord, I get so wound up in the busyness. Lord, we can be so distracted and discouraged by what we see on the online and in the media. We don't need another minute of newsreel. Lord, we need the Spirit of God to be active in our hearts. Lord, we don't need a better political system. Lord, we don't need a more active military or police force. We don't need greater revolution. We need the Spirit of God. We need your peace to come in Seattle and Portland We need your peace to come to every city in this country. We need your peace in the world. We need your plans, not our plans. We don't need better governments and better enforcement and better policies and procedures. We need peace from God. Lord, we need you to break into this reality. We need you to set people free. We need the church to arise and be the church. Lord, that we would not be cloistered in our citadels of church buildings and and so proud of the safety we've created in this spiritual cocoon. God, we need to be in the world. We need our hands dirty and our faces bloodied and bruised because we've been in the trenches loving people and showing that the gospel of Jesus Christ... Is alive and active, and the power of God is at work in us. Lord, we are not satisfied with the status quo. Lord, I'm not satisfied with living the rest of my life and my days on the history that's written in these journals in front of me. God, I'm not satisfied with yesterday's bread. Lord, we need you today. Our world needs salvation. And you've sent us. So Lord, as we depart from here tomorrow morning, or this evening, or this afternoon, when we bring our journals out, that, Holy Spirit, you would speak loudly That you would give dreams and visions. Lord, that you would give insight into your word. Lord, that we would not squander what you have already given us. And Lord, we confess that we have buried the treasure that you've given in the past. We have taken nuggets of gold from your word and we've buried them in our own hearts. And we've forgotten them in our thoughts. And so, Lord, we, just, we, we recognize that you've given us so much that we have not done anything with. But we also recognize that even as this verse says, that you took the people into captivity, but your thoughts are peace and good and to come to us, even in the midst of of turmoil. So, Lord, right now we as your people receive your peace. Let it wash over our souls, purify our minds, God. Rule in our hearts by your peace. and as we leave from here in our time this morning, that we would continue to breathe spiritually. We would continue to think heaven's thoughts. That our eyes would see with eternal perspective. And our ear would be attuned to the Spirit. that you are sending us out with new life, new breath that is to benefit us, but also others. Oh God, we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your word. and We thank you for community. That we get to do this together to encourage one another. Lord, I thank You for all that You've spoken to my soul this morning from one another. As each person has shared their own thoughts and experience and consideration, Lord, it has strengthened me. We were not intended to go through this alone. So, Lord, thank You. And may we be the type of people that are always open to bringing others into this family. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Excited to hear what God speaks to you throughout the week. Um, I do have some extra journals. My kids bought me a whole set for Christmas. And I'm willing to share one if you really need one. In particular, um, and uh, I would love nothing more than to um, to see God speak in new ways. Um, and so if anything comes to mind uh, whether you journal it or not doesn't matter but um, one aspect of a community of faith like this is that I, I really feel that the the description that is given and uh, that Paul gives in Corinthians I think it's 14, 15 somewhere in there um, that when we come together that each has a psalm, a hymn, a spiritual song a a word of encouragement. Um, In Pentecostal churches that I've been a part of, uh, sometimes it's like the Holy Spirit only can speak between song three and four. And we, we, you know, there's a musical interlude. It's like, no, he wants to speak continually. He speaks at those times also, but it's just as significant Monday morning. (laughs) And if you journal it down, then you can share it with the same fervor as he revealed it in that moment, and we can all benefit if it's a word for all of us. And, and, and a word of caution also is that there's going to be things that the Spirit speaks to you that is not for anybody else. So what you write, write it for you. And if he leads you to share it, so be it. I think that's it for today. I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> i just i'm so excited about this stuff i love it i love it i love how the lord meets me so feel free to hang out if you want to pray together if there's anything that's on your heart that you'd like us to pray together for um you know come let us know yeah